Welcome to Canada's podcast. Michael, welcome to Canada's podcast. Uh, you're in Winnipeg today, which is a little different than me in Toronto, but that's fine. Um, so as I always do at the intro, uh, before we get going, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and how you got here, basically. Certainly. Well, thank you so much for uh, having me here today, Philip. Um, yeah, a little bit about myself. I'm a 27-year-old entrepreneur, um, born and raised here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of first started off my career uh, at a car dealership. So my first job was actually at uh, Mercedes-Benz Winnipeg, uh, where I detailed cars uh, in the beginning here. And then I actually was promoted to sales. And I was the youngest salesperson they have ever hired, which was a pretty big accomplishment. Uh, it was great. I mean, I, I absolutely love cars. So it was really nice being around uh, all of these very special cars and meeting very unique people, which helped me accelerate in my, uh, my career mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of my first dive into my career. And then um, while I was actually at uh, Mercedes, I was also attending the University of Manitoba. And I was uh, taking science courses and uh, business courses. And, um, you know, I ended up following my passion uh, and started a company called Rancher Ride. Uh, it kind of put both together uh, my passion for technology and, and cars. Uh, it was a peer-to-peer vehicle rental app uh, that allowed people to list their vehicles on, on the platform like Airbnb and rent them out to, to other people to, to earn some extra cash. Um, I, you know, I actually have used it, funnily enough. So just to... oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. What do you think? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Um, and yeah, that was my first startup. So I grew it to uh, fourteen thousand uh, five hundred signed up users, uh, which was super exciting here in Manitoba. And we had over a thousand rental transactions and did over six figures in uh, revenue. Um, so. After that, uh, this is uh, kind of when I started um, Adam. Um, so Adam stands for All Like Digital Asset Manager, and it uh, allows you to securely upload uh, videos, files, photos, passwords, whatever they may be, uh, to a secure cloud-based server, and you can pass them on to whomever you want to have access to those uh, when you pass away. Um, so those are the two um, sort of startups that uh, I, I've been in so far. Okay. Um, what, what, what about, you know, why the entrepreneurial journey? So there you are, Mercedes, Winnipeg, you're cooking, you're obviously selling a lot of cars. You know, the commissions aren't bad. I know, I know that. Uh, I grew up in the automotive business and, and, um, why, why move on? You know, you're, 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 you're pretty young. You know, why not stash some cash and, and, and sell Mercedes? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, ever since I was like 12 years old or 13 years old, I was actually, I remember Google searching how to own my own dealership. I've always kind of wanted to work for myself. Um, mm-hmm. I like the idea of the, you know, flexibility. I like the idea of building something, um, you know, building a team, building a product. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just kind of where... <laughs> I, I ended up going. Uh, also, when I was asking a bunch of the customers at the dealership what they asked, uh, sorry, what they did for a living, a lot of them said they owned businesses and they were all driving my favorite cars. Like I said, I'm a huge car guy. And uh, uh, unfortunately for my pockets, I do have uh, expensive taste in vehicles. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, with that being said, I did talk to a lot of customers and I learned a lot from them. A lot of being uh, successful business owners, um, you know, doctors, lawyers, all walks of lives. And uh, after talking to a lot of them, um, you know, I, I kind of felt that uh, entrepreneurship was was the best route to take and the one that I was most passionate about as well, too. Well, tell us a little bit more about the vision for Adam. I mean, where is it, you know, is it going to take you to, you know, superstardom, awesomepreneurship, as I call it, term it? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the that's the plan. That's the that's the plan for Adam. Um, you know, the, the the great thing about Adam is the utility is there for everyone, right? So, you know, um, just to give you a little backstory of how this all came about. When I was 15 years old, I was actually hit by a car and uh, I almost lost my life. My dad raised me as a single father. So I was basically the only thing he had. Right. Uh, and if I did lose my life, he would have not only lost me, but he would have lost all of the precious memories that I had of us on our phone and um, uh, or sorry, on my phone. And I never shared my password with my dad. I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, saying, uh, if I ever die, please delete my browser history. Um, you know, people don't like sharing their passwords just because they they do have some private things on their phone. And me being a teenager, I didn't want my dad to see everything <laughs> on my phone, right? So, you know, with that being such a traumatic experience, I always, you know, kind of, you know, thought what would have happened? Like, what if? What if I did die? And, um, you know, that's kind of where Adam formed, right? And uh, the, the great thing about Adam is, you know, it allows you to personally upload you know, photos, files, videos, passwords, whatever they may be to the, the, the secure cloud server, and you can pass them on to whomever you want. And the nice thing about it too, is it's extremely secure and easy to use, right? So we patent two things called the executor key and release timer. So Philip, let's say that, um, you know, I wanted to give you access to my Adam account. Let's say me and you are best friends and, uh, you know, or we're doing a business together and I wanted you to have these important things uh, if I pass away. I would upload them to my Adam account. And when I sign up and create my Adam account, I'm given an executor key. So this executor key is a, 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 a 18 digit alpha, or sorry, 32 digit alphanumeric code that is then given to whomever you want to have access to your Adam account. So I would be giving you this executor key, right? And let's say, God forbid, I walk outside today and I get hit by a bus or I get hit by another car like I did when I was 15 and I lose my life. You would then use that executor key to access my Adam account. And uh, that paired with the release timer, which is a second layer of security. Uh, so again, when I set up my Adam account, that's set for two weeks. Uh, it prevents people from accessing your account when you don't want them to. So as soon as you use the executor key, if I was still alive, what would happen is that release timer would start for two weeks. I would get notifications saying someone's trying to access my account. Obviously, I'm still alive. I don't want that to happen. So I say no, and it would deny you access. Now, again, God forbid I get hit by the bus. And uh, you 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 hear about that? You then access my Adam account with the executor key. The two week the two week release timer runs out. Obviously, since I passed away and I can't respond to those notifications, and then you would gain access to all of the precious memories or business documents, passwords, whatever I wanted you to have, uh, would be left there for you. But I mean, I'm interested. You know, you you're in your late twenties. Um, you started a career. Uh, what advice would you give to to an entrepreneur looking 
to start a business. I mean, how could you afford to start a business? All of those kind of things. Yeah. So uh, the first thing is, if you're you, if you have a you know career right now or a job, you want to make sure you have at least six months to a year runway of savings in your your bank account. So if you have no income coming in whatsoever, make sure you have at least enough savings to you know sustain your your way of living without any income. Uh, you know, I would actually recommend at least a year of that because when you start a business, it doesn't always take off right away, right? It does take some time. Um, and uh, you can't rely on income coming in from your business to to pay your expenses. Um, so that's the number one thing. Number two is make sure you're passionate about it. So whatever you're diving into, make sure this is something that you really want to do. And the reason why I say that is this is something I experienced with Rent Your Ride. There's a lot of hurdles, right? And you know it's very easy to want to give up and and just stop doing it. Um, which is why you have to be passionate about it. If you're extremely passionate about it, no matter what hurdle comes uh, across, uh, you, you're you easily able to uh, overcome it. Uh, so for example, one of them with Rancher Ride was um, someone's vehicle got stolen, right? And this was a huge hurdle for me. Uh, it was the first time we ever experienced it. Extremely stressful. Um, and, you know, there was a pretty high bill that uh, could have come out of it. Um, if we weren't fully prepared and we had the proper coverage. Um, so that's just one example um, is uh, to be passionate about it. Um, and then also on top of that, make sure you have a good mentor. Um, one of my best mentors that I've ever uh, come in contact with was actually a client uh, of mine from Mercedes-Benz. And uh, he kind of guided me through, you know, setting up a business, you know, what to look out for with partners, um, you know, what you need to do to really prepare yourself um, to to be a successful business owner. Uh, the great thing about the mentor is usually they've already been through it, right? You want to look for someone that's you know already built a successful business and you know has time to to help someone um, uh, or is willing to help you. And the reason for that is because they've experienced everything already, so you don't have to go through those hardships that they may have had to uh, go through. And they can give you an early warning on on certain things. So. Those are kind of the main things that uh, I would recommend. Um, and last but not least, if uh, there's something that you want to do, just do it. Uh, a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, how did you you know, start this business? How did you, you know, get started with all this stuff? And I always just say, I just did it, right? So many people have great ideas, but they never follow through with it. They always get stuck at that idea portion. And if you follow through with it, you're, you're, you know, like 50% of the way there, right? If you don't follow through with it, you know, you, you have nothing but but just an idea. So so what's the big challenge, the biggest challenge you face today, you know, in, in, in sort of in your entrepreneurial side of things? Uh, and how did you overcome it? So I would say I experienced like a couple challenges. Uh, one of the more noticeable ones for me was um it was a steep learning curve right like i i've never done something like this before so when you dive head first into something like this you know you may think you know everything you can do all the research you want but then that one thing pops up that you don't know how to handle right, right? it could be like a lawsuit or like anything like that right and you're like whoa what do i do here right and then uh you're you're kind of panicking so um 
you know, one of the challenges I would say is just, it's such a vast, like, uh, thing to dive into, um, that one of the challenges I had was just learning everything. Um, and it comes with time, right? Uh, 21 year old me knew a lot less than 27 year old me now. Um, so that's one of the things, uh, another more intricate thing is delegating tasks, um, you know, kind of balancing it. So for example, if you have a startup, uh, that's, you know, kind of eating cash or requires cash injections all the time, it's very hard to sort of balance how much time you should spend on little admin tasks. Uh, and like, you kind of have to think, okay, do I have enough money to hire someone to do this? If I keep on doing this myself, it's actually going to cost me more money over the long term. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so it's very, you know, just figuring out the balance with that kind of stuff um is is also tough especially if you're new to it um and then the third uh was uh also raising capital as well too so you know finding how how to raise capital for businesses or who to approach when to approach them doing the metrics for your business it's it's uh there's a lot of stuff that uh was challenging in the beginning for me so so I, I kind of dumb question, one of my rapid, well, I term rapid fire questions. If you weren't, weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing instead? You'd probably be back selling Mercedes by the sound of it. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, I would probably sell Mercedes. Uh, I'm pretty passionate about uh, those vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, I also, yeah, if I, I would have my own dealership, you know, I'd, I'd look into doing that. Um, but yeah, something, you know, finance related or, or technology or vehicle related is something I would probably be doing. What book are you currently reading or uh, listening to? I don't care which one even. Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a very, what do you think of it? Are you, are you finished it? What do you, what do you? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm a quarter of the way through. Actually, I just started it. Um, it's a extremely good book. I recommend it to anyone. Uh, mm -hmm. It really solidifies, um, you know, atomic habits. You know, having good habits and uh, getting through with your day and getting things done uh, properly. So, yeah, I really like it. Are you a morning or a night person? I'm a night owl, to be honest. I, I oh yeah yeah yeah. That's interesting. What do you do at night? I mean, what, what, in terms of getting your work done, um, yeah, I do a lot of admin work. Um, I do a lot of uh, preparation for the next day as well. So, uh, to give you an example, when I was going to the University of Manitoba and I was also working at Mercedes Benz, the only time I had at night to work on my projects was, or sorry, the only time during the day to work on my projects was actually at night, right? So when I was done Mercedes, when I was done school, you know, I had a time frame from 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. to work on these projects, right? And that's uh, sort of what I did. I did a lot of research then. Um, you know, I did a lot of admin work. I, I figured out, uh, you know, marketing plans, business plans, all during those times uh, later at night. And it's nice too because it's peaceful, right? No one's texting you. No one's calling you. You can kind of focus and get what you need done uh, at night and also early in the morning too. I've tried to be a, a morning person as well, getting up at, you know, 4.30, 5 a.m., going to the gym um but i do prefer working at night i I'm, I'm more of a night owl i'd say if you had to pick one word to describe michael what would it be and why resilient 
resilience. Uh, and the reason I would say that is because uh, uh, I've, I've been able to overcome a lot of adversity. Um, you know, I didn't grow up from uh, a wealthy family. You know, my dad raised me as a single father making minimum wage. Um, so right there and then I kind of already had, you know, the odds against me in terms of building something. Um, and then also my car accident as well. Like I said before, I got hit when I was 15 years old and I hit by a car. Uh, this was during high school. I was in the hospital for two months straight during high school, and I was still able to graduate on time. Uh, I've had 17 surgeries since. Uh, my last surgery was three years ago when I first started dating my girlfriend, uh, Sydney. And um, uh, yeah, that was my last surgery. So, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of things in life that, uh, you know, usually would set people back or, you know, push them down. And I never really let it push me down. Um, like I said, I finished school on time. I graduated on time and I was still able to excel in my career afterwards, given any physical um, limitations or, or financial limitations um, as well. So I'd say resilience. So you talked about the value of mentorship, which was cool. What's the best piece of advice that you've received that you kind of, you know, carry in, in your back pocket and, and, and apply it when needed kind of thing? Yeah, well, my mentor always says uh, this one line, and it's uh, uh, you can't sit there and expect a, a cooked chicken to fly into your mouth, meaning basically you can't sit there and expect everything to come to you just because you have something, right? You have to go out there and get it. So you have to make those calls. You have to make those emails. You have to take that extra step to get uh, those clients. Um and uh, if you don't mind, I want to share another one. There's actually another really good one that he shared with me. And mm -hmm. it was make mistakes quick, right? So if you make a mistake, bounce from it quickly and learn from it. Instead of dwelling on it and, you know, taking your time, you got to get that mistake done and over with quick, pivot, and make sure that it doesn't happen again. That was another uh, uh, solid piece of advice that he gave me that uh, stuck with me. So. so what's keeping you up at night? Even though you don't go to bed till two o'clock in the morning, but it was keeping me up at night. You know? <laughs> um, it's mainly work. It's yeah, it's it's mainly work. I mean, there's a lot to do. Uh, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you, you you're always full of ideas, and uh, uh, you know, there's lots of things that you need to do. Um, that's basically what keeps me up at night. Um, you know, I have large ambitions, and uh, with those with those ambitions does come some stress sometimes. So um you know to 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 reach those goals mm -hmm. so i would say that also keeps me up at night as well um you know uh, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself sometimes but uh it's uh it's for the better i'd say so okay that's it very very precise and concise michael i i think i think we're we're about there in terms of in, in terms of the the interview it's been really fun actually you've got some you. got some very clear clear comments on, on things and I really really like that so thank you very much for coming on Canada's podcast uh, it, it's really been great meeting you thank you